This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Presented by BetMGM with Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth, and Ed Egros on the BetQL Network. With the second pick in the 2023 NBA Draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Brandon Miller from the University of Alabama. Happy Friday! Welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth, Joe Ostrowski, Jim Rodriguez with you. Reed Wallach from BetSided will join us at 10. But first, really no surprise, uh, selected number one overall, Victor Wembenyama. The Hornets got their guy, Brandon Miller, number two, followed by Scoot Henderson, number three. The Thompson Twins going four and five. Interesting to me that four out of the top five picks didn't go to college. I wonder if we're going to see more of that moving forward. If you were listening to the show, there was value on the Thompson Twins. We talked about it earlier this week to go higher in the draft, and that was profitable. Also, Bilal Koulibaly, under 11 and a half. That was profitable. However, I did not see the Wizards trade coming. Joe, the odds for that number two pick, that was the big story all week long leading up to this draft. And it was wild yesterday in terms of the odds. Yeah, they got to hit that one because the rest (laughs) of my bets sucked. Um, Yeah, you know, what stood out to me after seeing a lot of surprises in the NFL draft, no matter what the prices were, and we saw it last year in the NBA, how Woj was dead wrong. And we brought that up. Uh, Woj was right. Everybody was right. The betting market was right. We've we've known for years now what was going to happen at number one overall in this draft. But I thought the biggest story, at least in our world, was taking a look at the top five to six picks. All the favorites hit. Like all the steam, all the information. Everybody was right. Brandon Miller was a massive favorite. Then Scoot was a huge favorite. Same thing with, with the Thompsons going four and five eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, everything that we saw, a, a lot of the, the top mock drafters, that we pay close attention to that moved a lot of the a lot of these odds they were dead on uh matching mm-hmm. team matching player 
Now, once you got you know, to that back end of the top 10, it was challenging. You mentioned all the trades that we had at seven, at eight, at 10, all these trades. How are you going to project that? That's where things got a little dicey. It was hard to project who was going to go in the first round. But as far as the picks that are bet on the most, J-Rod, those top five, six picks, the betting market knocked it out of the park. Yeah, you know, it's it's not oftentimes, guys, where you have a very chalky sort of uh, event and yet you come out sort of happy, right? Especially, you know, we talked to Ricky O'Donnell in the middle of the week and we were, we were talking about Alger Thompson, you know, how that maybe that'll go into the five and we hit it at, at plus 275 at MGM. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing that I was disappointed with was – well, two things. First of all, the reaction of the Charlotte fans. That was insane. Like, like we, it's like, it was, you knew this was the guy and yet they still were unhappy about it. And at the same time, I'm just glad, has anybody checked on Woj now? Is he walking around shirtless around the, the newsrooms now saying, yeah, you see, he kept his job for another year because man, we had him buried and, and now he's walking around like, you know, oh, his gosh. poop don't stink again. He's going to be impossible again. I would again. hate to see Woj shirtless. That's just not a visual <laughs> I was be, wanting uh, be, at any point chest, today. The big glasses still on. <laughs> Absolutely. Who's your Woj? Who's your Woj? Well, speaking yeah. of the Hornets, here's GM Mitch Kupchak talking about those boos that you were alluding to, J-Rod. Boo! <laughs> Boo! Yeah. Boo! We'll give you the sound you hear that? Boo! Boo this man! Uh, wow! I'll give those you my Mitch Kupchak after all those years with the Lakers. <laughs> That's all I hear. He's the Peanuts' parents, by the way. That's what Mitch Kupchak is. That's it. But but yeah, they knew we were going to draft them, and still they're not happy. Charlotte. Man. I don't think they God knew. I, I don't know that they, J-Rod, we know because we were following the, the betting so closely. And I know you had the reports from the national guys, but for so long, they were being told it was going to be scoot. And then this change over the last 48 hours, it seems. So maybe they were just holding out. What were they booing exactly? I mean, he was yeah, the best I player mean, in college. I'm guessing it was exactly. association. It's, yeah. maybe? I guess. Well, I mean, it's like that's been swept under the rug. Nobody's even talking about that. No anymore. one is like, talking about that yeah. at uh, all, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Jeremy Schapp sat down with him, and it was one of the most uncomfortable sit-down interviews I've ever watched. When he asked about going back to the scene with the gun, his fi- he goes like this. Like, it was just weird. I was like, he showed no remorse. It was so awkward. And then when he finally did address it, you could tell a lawyer or a PR person told him what to say. Oh, as you know, I can't say anything. It's still under investigation. I'm like, you know what? Because he asked him, what was your reaction when you found out a young woman died? And he goes, "Uh, obviously, you don't want to be at the scene of something like that. I'm like, that's what you have to say? You're only worried about the fact you were there? Like, I was like... Fade yeah. this guy. I am sorry. I am not on board with him. Can't well, I will say this. It, so, puts, it, it puts the John Morant thing in a little bit more perspective, right? Because if, if John Morant is going to miss all those games for waving that's one, a not even, good you know, point. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not excusing John Morant. Point. I'm not excusing it. I think I'm, I'm big on yeah. accountability, and the guy has zero accountability. But if all of a sudden 
Miller had better get his act together. He better not even be in the same like state where there's a gun. I mean, he 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 has he better watch himself because if Jaw's getting fifty, can you imagine what they'll do to him? Um, one other thing I want to bring up. So with the whole Shams and Woj back and forth, I mean, it was like one oh, guy geez. comes over top, the other guy comes over top. Shams was the one pushing Scoot, and I feel like. Look, these guys both have their loyalties, their reasons, like whatever. Shams, every time, every time LeBron wants to get something out there, Shams is dropping something. Every time Kyrie yeah, wants to get yeah. something out there, a clutch, clutch. wants out there, clutch. right? Yeah. So, but like with Scoot, at least something I saw out there. Look, Shams is associated with a sports book. It is what it is. I'm not conspiracy theorist here, but I'm just asking. Like that's going to be Ooh. out there, and people are going to be like, "Ooh, what about this or that?" So, like, just, I mean, the perception isn't great. Like, Sham says this, it moves the books and the odds. People are probably taking action, perhaps. Um, but just, like, I want to get your guys' perspective on, like, those kind of ties a little bit and also just what you make of, obviously, one guy was saying, what we saw last year, like, not doesn't have the kind of direct sports book link, but he was wrong based off of his information. But there is now kind of that murky water that at least Sham specifically is playing in and how you like that ties in, whether it's perception, maybe there's some reality behind it or anything like that. And just that all whole association. So, so what, so what are you saying that they're telling Shams what they need or what they'd like so, to see so happen can, or what like, sharp money well, is coming in on or. So, I mean, the, the, the one conspiracy theory tweet that is out there that I saw that got a lot of traction, guys like Doug Kazarian, who's in the industry, responded to was, mm-hmm. oh, you know, Shams is associated with this sports book. He tweets this out. Everything moves. This guy doesn't go number two. This sports book is a big winner. So, like, almost like insider trading a little bit to the benefit of the sports book. Like, that's out there. I'm not saying I'm buying that at all. My wow. other thought was, yeah, they're not they're like, not taking enough on they're not taking enough on NBA draft backs right, to do the that. Limits, yeah. The limits are not high enough, right? Like yeah. that's the debunking part of that. Yep. I mean, kind of look, you know, and it wasn't just Shams. Like we can go over the guys that had it wrong with Scoot at two. Sam Vicini had sure. it wrong. He's really good at this. Kevin O'Connor had it wrong. Uh let's see. Mm, Kyle Boone, who we had on the show the other day. Kristen Peak, they all had it wrong. A lot of people had yeah. it wrong. It, 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 it was feel more like a flip of the coin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it feels like it's a dangerous thing to make sort of to make those, not accusations, but to bring that up because, I mean, at the end of the day, you don't have to bet it, right? You don't have to. And, it, right. and your, your point is great, Joe, that there isn't enough, there isn't enough action uh, on the NBA draft. You know, it's not like the Super Bowl. It's not like uh, uh, a week four matchup. NBA, it's not know, like the NBA NFL. playoffs. It's not even close right. to the NBA playoffs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. but at the same time, I, I can see how that would create more clickbait and stuff like that. Maybe it's a sports book. Maybe it's a, it's a, it's a network against another network sports book against another sports book. I think it does hurt the, the industry because it creates doubt. And that's the one thing we've, we've talked about it. The one thing you never want is doubt. You know, we, we, we laugh bad bets and this, and, and, and if you're creating doubt, especially for somebody who's in the business, I think you're sort of cannibalizing yourself at that point. So I got to be really careful with that stuff. And after the Miller pick, the team that might just walk away, just sitting chilly, 
take the best player available at three, and maybe we'll look back and say, you know, Vic aside for a second, wow, that was a steal. Wow, they got lucky. Scoot Henderson falling to three to Portland. So game's still there, and they're rebuilding this thing. And, it, man, there were some – for so long we were hearing one, two, one, two in some order. Wow, this is going to be an incredible draft. In Portland, they're probably mad lottery night. Oh, we got the three. Gosh. But they still get Scoot. Like, that could look back, and we could say that could be a turning point for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the Blazers do. It just, it's hard to get. I, I wouldn't look at any Blazers futures probably right now. I'm not no, overly no, excited, no. but yeah. The one thing also interesting, I remember talk. some people were really high on Cam Whitmore. And I think yes. it might have even been Kevin O'Connor that wrote that this is a dude who had some bad workouts and could potentially fall. And boy, did he ever. But then it got me thinking maybe because he was a, a projected maybe top five overall pick, he ended up going number 20 to the Rockets. Maybe the Rockets got a, a steal there and maybe, you know, a, a good deal rather, you know, on him. Or maybe he, other teams saw something and those bad workouts are a concern, but. I would think you get some value if someone's supposed falls from a top five to a 20, right? The information was right there too. Cam Whitmore's over under was five and a half. And the, the movement in the juice was crazy. He was heavily juiced to go under. Then it went way over. There was all that chatter about a slide and it did happen. It happened much more Big than time. people expected. So the, a lot of the information, it's surprising. I haven't it was seen a draft right. like this. Yeah, it was all right, yeah. pretty much. I was sitting on my couch like, check, check, okay, check. Yeah. How long do I keep watching this draft? Everything that we thought was going to happen is basically happening. You know, aside Boring. from Koulibaly going to the Wizards eventually, I didn't see that, mm -hmm. Paul. So, so question, like with the 7-8, Wizards, Pacers. So the... Yeah. Walker was mocked to the Pacers in a lot. It went over the six and a half regardless, so it didn't affect that. Mocked to the Pacers a lot at seven. They end yes, up just was. the way the NBA is orchestrated, the trades, like, that's not – the Wizards and Pacers kind of meaningless trade. I know Trista tweeted out she had a bet on Walker seven. <laughs> but you lose that bet even though they end up with the guy with – kind of with that pick. But just does that – does that – you have any sort of reaction to that? Does that play into any dynamics? Like it's just different from the NFL draft, where if that trade happens in the NFL draft, that team is taking that player at that point. Yeah, yeah, right. You're you just, drafting for you other teams. That that's yeah. That's that's the tough part with the NBA. Like, and after that's part of the reason I think the the market was so right on those top six picks because after that it's all up. It, just the process, the way they do it. Yeah, I. That, that stinks. Like, you nailed it. You matched the team and the player, and then there was movement. And it's just like, what do you do? You, 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 that was right process, wrong result for you on, on as, as far as that one goes. But, you know, further down, in addition to, to Whitmore, that stood out. You know, the other pick, I'd say in the back half of the first round that really jumped out, is it Jaime Jaquez? Like, that's just the most heat pick ever at number 18 overall, and I, I think he's going to contribute right away. He's going to add to the depth that they have. Uh, that was an interesting pick. And Charlotte later on, I mean, Nick Smith Jr., we, we were waiting all year to hear 
to see him out there because we know how talented he is. He's viewed as a top five, top ten player in the country uh, during the college mm-hmm. basketball season. And to get him at the back end of the first round, so you're bringing in Miller and Nick Smith, you know, maybe we look back and say, if Miller works, that uh, this was a really good draft because he's a talented player when healthy. Yeah, I, I thought of you, uh, Joe, when the Heat drafted Triple J because they got a guy who's, who's older, He's a winner. Mm-hmm. You know, he went to a good program in UCLA. And he's, he's Max Struess, just cheaper. And Struess is heading for free agency. So it is very heat pick. And, and, and Triple J, welcome to Miami. <laughs> Triple J, such a Miami nickname too, right? Already, he just already, already. fits in. <laughs> this is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, it's Victor Wembanyama versus the field for NBA Rookie of the Year. We'll look for value down the board right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.